And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, June 26th. It said swipe to unlock on my phone. So I, I fumbled the bag on in the intro, but we're going to leave it in because swipe we've been. Uh, 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 <laughs> I do that. Computer well, have the date in the bottom right? It doesn't have the day, though. And you, you'd think that would be a gimme. But you know what I do for a job. I sit in my house all day and I write articles. Yes. I lose track of days. It, it's tough. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. Wait till the people that told you that you need to eat better come to the comments and hear that. This is true. They're gonna. I mean, they're just gonna call me an insult, which is. They're they're literally gonna beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Can you show them what you showed me about uh, that you've been golfing? Oh yeah, I've been golfing a lot lately, and so like my skin is just sort of peeling from the tan slash sunburn. And everybody clicks off. You're right. You're right. We we, yeah. we we are now a minute into the show and we haven't started talking about Celtics. The viewer, viewer retention is terrible, but uh, some Celtics news. The Celtics have started to fill out their summer league roster. Uh, we have a bunch of reports from Adam Himmelsbach listing some. We have reports coming in from all over the Twitter sphere uh, and Hoops Hype is kind enough to to tally it all up and put it in one place for us to take a look at. Um, and so we're going to do just that Celtic summer league. This is the news of the summer. This is what you get. As Sam said in the Victor Wembanyama short, we don't have much going on in July. We're we, almost we in July going on. It's so, not even July. And it, it's sad. It is Celtics summer league time. We're talking summer league team. Uh, and I'm going to share a screen for the YouTube people just so you can see the list and we can go over the stats a little bit, yeah. give you a nice little visual. If you're listening on an audio platform, we will read the stats and stuff just for the YouTube people who there have been a lot of you, thank you very much. Subscribe, we appreciate you. Um, we're we're, we're going to share the roster here. So, um, this is what the Celtics Summer League roster is looking like: Alexander Balcharowski, Kamar Baldwin, Justin Bean, Justin Champagny, J.D. Davison, uh, Eugene German, Sam Grissel, Reggie Kissenlaw, Michael Mulder, Jay Scrub, Vincent Valerio, Bodon, Jordan Walsh, Sam. Initial thought. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Say, what do you think about all those names? Um, Uh, The really tall uh, Polish kid, not athletic. mm -hmm. Jay Scrub hates passing. Champagne, lot of hair. JD Davison is your star. Yes. Yes. Agree. And he's got two guys who played in Jordan Walsh. Yep. Yep, and he's got two guys he played in main with in Kamar Baldwin and Reggie Kissenlaw. Yeah. Uh, How you like that? You thought I wouldn't have anything for you. I just gave you great analysis. There you go. There you go. But let, let's take a look at the real they GM They need to get pages. a fat guy. <laughs> well, maybe they do. You never know. Let's go take Let's take a look at the real GM pages and see if they have any fat guys. So uh, first, we'll look at Oleg uh, Balcharowski. It's Alexander Balcharowski, but he goes by Oleg. Uh, he is Polish. Share this tab. This is his uh real gm this you is played for on the youtube <laughs> is it is it oh the yellow yeah it's tough to I read mean... at least for me it is i apologize maybe full screen will help we we record an impartial screen i think it's clear if you go full but let's go full uh, screen. he played this past it season sure with great i told you with grand canaria uh in the spanish league i believe it is yeah more on him league. tomorrow Yes, yes, we'll have a video reaction to his highlights tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. As you're seeing this tomorrow. Uh he averaged is that 16 minutes, I believe, nine points, three point five rebounds, and less than one assist a game. He shot well from the field. Spoiler alert, we reacted to his highlights. He's very efficient, good positioning. Um it, it just seems like the typical 
we're going to bring a center from overseas guy to play in, in, in summer league. He's 22 years old, so he is young. Uh, he turns 23 uh, at the beginning of next season. He was an entry in the 2022 NBA draft. Did not go drafted. Uh, and so he went to play overseas. So he tried uh, a couple times to get drafted and he missed all, yes. all three. Correct. Welcome this, to the <laughs> summer league fans. This year, three times actually. Early entry in 2019. That's what early I mean. Entry in 2021. How, was he, how was he eligible in 2019? I guess he would have been. been yeah. Okay. Okay. 18, uh, looking next one. Let's take a look at Kamar Baldwin here. Played for the main Celtics this past year. He's 25 years old. Uh, he went to Butler. Shout out Brad Stevens, <clears throat> maybe his guy right there. Six foot one, uh, undrafted in the 2020 NBA draft. He's been playing in the G League ever since. In his four seasons at Butler, he improved every season. Uh, senior year, 16 points, pretty efficient shooting uh, from the field in his junior. I lied, not efficient shooting his senior year. Efficient shooting his junior year is what I was looking at. Um, <clears throat> fine, four and a half rebounds, 3.2 assists. Uh, in the G League, let's see how he's been playing. <clears throat> Played for the main Celtics this past season uh, in 31 games. He averaged 15 points. Actually, more efficient. Not bad shooting. splits, yeah. Better. Good 47% numbers. from the field, 36.7% from three, and almost five attempts a game. Six uh, assists. Five rebounds at 6-1 is impressive, too. Getting 34 minutes. I have to assume that's some of the most on the team. I wonder if these I mean, guys sure. have to have, like, other jobs. Uh, I'm not even like being like a dick. I'm genuinely curious. Like if we had any of them on the show, I would ask them if they had to have another job. I wonder how much they get paid. Like, let me look at because NBA if you G remember Andre Ingram, the guy that came on the Lakers and played on a 10 day yeah. at the end of 2019. Okay, so and scored 20 points a couple times. He was a math tutor. Yeah. For the 22-23 season, every G League player will make a minimum salary of 40500 for 50 regular season games. That's that is not five. a lot of money. It, But that's for five to six months. So the other half of the year, they can do whatever they want and earn more money. So that, that's basically like 40500 for half the year, which it's a little awkward because for that half a year, you're getting paid to fully do one thing. They're on the, the teacher's year, salary. Fully do something else. Summer's off. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um Sorry, but, teachers. We respect the audience. Thank you for your. Service. I was going to be a teacher. My my one of my good friends. I've thought teacher. about it. I don't have the patience. Imagine me trying to like teach a bunch of little kids. Probably wouldn't be great. No. Probably wouldn't be great. But um, decent splits for Kamar Baldwin in the G League this past year. He's not gonna. Ha I don't think he'll have a real chance to show off his stuff as much with J D. Davison leading the way. I, I, but sure, like maybe it's cool. Like probably not going to get too many minutes for the G League team. But I digress. Um, Justin Bean. <laughs> Just looks like a Celtics bench player. <laughs> he, he fit the hey, they picked this guy up the street, guys. He's a Sam Hauser clone. Uh, for those listening on audio platforms, he is six foot seven, 26 years old. Is he actually a Sam Hauser clone? Sam Hauser is around 26, he's around six foot seven. Uh, he was an early entrant in the 20 or he was 2022 NBA draft, undrafted. Uh, Sam, I'm gonna ask you right now, is this guy a three point shooter? Pope Catholic. <laughs> Let's take a look uh, at his G League stats. He spent this past season with the Memphis Hustle, I believe. Uh, not a three-point shooter. He only attempted three threes a game mm. on 37% splits. Uh, he's a decent rebounder, wow. seven a night, 1.2 assists. Pretty efficient otherwise. I don't know why I would have thought he was a shooter. Just had a feeling. <laughs> I Well, I mean, looking at his stats, I wonder what this guy's niche is, right? Because, like, I mean, he's relatively efficient, doesn't take attention. Apparently nothing. Is, is he a good defender, right? <clears throat> like, is he? Is he's a solid rebounder, sure, but, like... I don't know. Interesting. 
I, I will say I am significantly more intrigued to watch him play now now that I know he's not a like high volume. Well, his name is Bean. <laughs> he's got to play for the Celtics, right? Bean time. Like, it has to be Bean. Like, oh, that's terrible. I didn't even think of that. I know. No, I saw it on him. Twitter. I, <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. Um, but we we shall see. I recognize this name. I don't know why. He's Mark, Hay- Mark. he's a big agent. He was Hayward's agent. Okay. Back in the day when he signed with the Celtics, probably still is. He's got a type. All right. Uh, next up, we have probably who is going to be one of the stars of the show, Justin Champagny. Champagny. On a, on a standard contract with the Celtics, still only 21 years old. That was surprising to me. I thought he'd be 23, 24. Um, he is six foot six. Uh, again, he's on a standard deal with the Celtics. They signed him this past season to fill a roster spot. Um, 2021 NBA draft went to Pittsburgh. You know the deal about him. Some weird charts. Uh, let's check his G League games just because we'll see how he did. He played for the Sioux Falls Sky Force. So, I mean, if he played for the Heat G League team, he probably did all right. Well, played. no, 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 no. If you <laughs> did not make it through Miami system, this we actually should be a little bit concerned. Not that we haven't seen Champagne already play for the Celtics, but. I mean, if the Heat don't have faith in you, I don't know what to tell you. Sure. <laughs> if Pat Riley and the boys aren't getting that dog out of people, then they don't have it. This is true. This is true. I, I will say, I do think he joined an NBA team. Like, I think he just got picked up from their G League team when they didn't have a chance to bring him up. So maybe we give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Uh, in his. This is true. Well, I, was he on the Spurs first, or is that his, his brother? Maybe his brother's on the Spurs. For Raptors. He was on the Raptors. Yes, you're right. Um, Excuse me, but yeah, uh, 23 games with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Uh, shot 52% from the field, 30% from three. Not very good. Five attempts a game there. Eight rebounds, solid rebounder, one assist. Probably just going to be a hustle guy. I mean, if he can get a shot down, maybe there's some intrigue there, but he's just never really been a consistent three-point shooter throughout his career. Uh, even in college, I don't think he was a very good three-point shooter uh, in his time at Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, he only shot 31% from three. So ne- never been his niche. Great rebounder at Pittsburgh, though. That's kind of crazy. 11 rebounds at six foot six is nuts, so. Big time boards guy. Maybe you can play that role. Uh, the real star of the show, though, is going to be this man right here. J.D. Davison, still 20 years old. Uh, obviously, the Celtics going to be second year guy heading into next year. He was their second round pick in 2022. Uh, agent is Mike Miller uh, under a two two way contract with the Celtics still. Uh, and he played really well in the G League this past season for the main yep. Celtics. He averaged 12.5 points, 8.7 assists, 4.2 rebounds, 50% from the field, only 31.7% from three, but only took 2.4 a game. I mean, that's Sam's dream if the point guard's only taking two threes a game, right? Uh, I would <laughs> like it if uh, you can't shoot threes and you don't shoot them. <laughs> that's true. For everyone, just kind of shot less threes. Doesn't take many. Early prediction, how many assists does J.D. Davison average in the summer league? Probably about this. I would imagine the competition level in the summer league is just about the same as the G League. Okay. Maybe a little bit better. I'd say it's not crazy to expect to someone like Davison to be able to put up nine assists a game. I, I think he averaged. The turnovers is the real league. thing to look at because even with the 8.7 assists, bad. the turnovers are still kind of high. They're 2.8. To put that in perspective, that's what Jalen Brown averaged this year. And you said okay, send him right. to the abyss. So sure. <laughs> sure. There you sure. go. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe. But in fairness um, to Brown, he's not dishing out nine assists a game and having the ball that much. You want to see uh, an indicator if the Celtics, or excuse me, the main Celtics win or lose? Wins, J.D. Davison, two turnovers. Losses, J.D. Davison, four turnovers. Yep. J.D. Davison takes care of the ball. The main Celtics win. If they don't, he doesn't. Last summer league, I want to see what J.D. Davison averaged because I think he put up around 10 assists uh, in the summer league last year. So let me, let me take a quick look. 
Um, okay, 8.2. I was wrong. I thought it was more. He, he put up solid numbers in Summer League last year, though. 13 points, uh, 4.8 rebounds, 8.2 assists. Yes, three turnovers, like you said. But, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. These are almost identical to his first-year G League stats. Again, I, I think the real key to JD's heaven is if he gets that three-point shot down. He was money in the Summer League last year, 46.7%. But uh, <clears throat> we'll have to see moving forward. Uh, Eugene German, Eugene Germain. I, I don't know exactly. I'm sorry. He's from Gary, Indiana. He is 25 years old, only six feet tall. A lot of guards on the South roster on this mm-hmm. G League team. Yep. Undrafted in the 2020 NBA draft. He went to Northern Illinois where he spent four seasons. Let's take a look at college stats first. Uh, he averaged 20 points in college. 41.5% of the field, 33.3% from three on seven attempts a game there, Sam. Probably not the ideal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know the uh, also stop when you can't make them. <laughs> 2.7 assists as a six-foot point guard doesn't exactly leave me super excited. Uh, has he been playing internationally? I, I would assume. Uh, yes, he what played is that logo? for where? Oh, oh he, this is, he has this is in China. had to get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. He has. He played for the King. Da- I'm so sorry. He played in the no, CBA. Finish it. Um, <laughs> he played for the uh, King Dao Double Star Eagles. So they do have some creative King names Dao, over China. There, there, there is that. Uh, in China, this past season, he played in 41 games, averaged 22 minutes, 24 points, 45 percent from the field, 29 percent from three on nine and a half attempts per game. <laughs> 5.3 rebounds, 3.7 assists to 2.4 turnovers. Early candidate for Sam's least favorite player. Thoughts? I will say the most fire thing about the CBA seems to be they just let the guys that want to shoot a million shots shoot a million <laughs> shots. That's why you see these guys from the NBA go over there and like light it up. When Jimmer was over there, he was scoring like 70 points. Yeah, because he I'm was not taking like 40 shots. I'm not gonna lie. When you said CBA, I immediately thought. Like the, the contract bargain. Well, oh, that CBA is a vice grip on the league's <laughs> balls right now. So it's very, is... <laughs> very reasonable for you to think of that. This is true. I'm I'm curious. How many? I'll, I'll let you guess while I pull it up. How many threes a game was Jimmer attempting in China? I'm gonna I'm gonna look. At I'll right say here. he actually was probably shooting relative numbers to what they shoot now. Like star players, probably like nine, ten. Yeah. What do you shoot? What do you shoot? Percentage. He probably shot thirty-seven percent. 39.8 on yeah. 10 threes. That's <clears throat> pretty good. Uh, superstar Jimmer Fredette over there. But uh, back on track. Sorry. Got uh, distracted. Next up, we have Sam Grissel, who kind of kind of looks like our, our boy here. <laughs> Sam, you make the uh, you, you make the summer league roster this year, pal. My hair doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, this has been a content, a contentious point in my life. <laughs> where some people try and tell me I have blonde hair and others tell me I have brown hair. I think you do. I have believe brown hair. that my hair is brown. You do have brown hair. I just like his name is Sam. He looks somewhat. No, if you, if you do that thing where you like unfocus your eyes, it's me. Yeah, exactly. So you made yeah. a summer league roster. Congratulations. Good for me. He's our, you're, you're younger. You're younger than you. You're younger. Um, that makes you sad. Makes me sad whenever I see it. Uh, but undrafted free agent out of Nebraska from this year's draft class. So this is a fresh face uh, in the NBA or in the basketball world, so to speak. Excuse me. He is German, but from the U.S. Born in Lincoln, Nebraska. Went to Nebraska. Spent four years there. He is six foot six, a guard slash forward. I've never seen it listed like that. He's a GF. Um, He's it's a bit odd. Free. Uh Hey, it's good. He might it's actually good. be. Who knows? He, yeah, I was going to say, he looks like he's gluten-free. But 
this past season. Uh, he is six foot six. Again, I would have bet you money, Sam. He shoots threes, does not shoot threes. He is 12 points on 45% shooting, 32%. Well, this is also college game. basketball stuff. College basketball is a different True. game. True, but I mean, the indicator, he shot 68% from the line. Not exactly the best free throw shooter, so maybe shooter. not the best shooter. Not a lot of three-point shooters on the Celtics Summer League roster so far. Missoula's maybe just going to have an thing. aneurysm watching him. Like, they're going to like go to the basket, and he's going to have a stroke. Tony Dobbins will be coaching the team, by the way. Uh, yeah, but Missoula will be watching somewhere. I, I know. I'm just saying that was something that I thought of while you were saying that. I like uh, Six rebounds, four assists. Fine. 2.3 turnovers. Fine. Played a lot of minutes for them, so it's all right. Very weird, though, that there's not a lot of three-point shooting on the roster. I, I really thought it would be uh, it would be better. Uh, what's his career best? I've never gone to this tab, and I, it doesn't look like I'm going to because it's not loading. Uh, 26 points. So 14 rebounds, 12 assists, maybe a well-rounded player. I don't know. <clears throat> not a three-point shooter. Um, next guy up on the roster, Reginald Kissenlaw. Reggie Kissenlaw. He played for the Celtics Summer League team this past year. Or excuse me, G League team this past year, Maine Celtics. Um, 27 years old, seven, seven feet, feet tall. <clears throat> when I went up there to interview Coach Alec Baldwin, uh, excuse me, Coach um, Alec Baldwin. I'm 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 completely blanking. Did you uh, ask him about like the gun incident? <laughs> No, 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 got no, shot no. on set of his movie. Alex Barlow, <laughs> Freudian slip. Apologies. Uh, when I interviewed Coach Barlow, I saw Reggie Kissenlaw. Great energy. He he was just like messing around, messing with JD Davis, and so I I have a feeling he's gonna be a uh, a fun bench guy at the very least if he doesn't get minutes. But um, he went to Northwestern State. He was a 2019 NBA draft undrafted. Um, like I said, spent this past season with the Maine Celtics. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. He went to William M. Reigns High School in Northwestern State. Uh, 18 games for the Maine Celtics this past year. Didn't play much, only 10 minutes a night uh, up in Maine. Averaged 46% from the field, 37% from three, three rebounds. Didn't didn't play much. He, he's basically the Maine Celtics' Luke Cornett, put it, put it that way. Uh, <clears throat> did he play internationally before this? Yes, he played for the R- Randers. Camibria, I don't know where this is. This is in Danish basketball league. He played for, uh, and I mean, for what it's worth, this was his first season with the main Celtics the year before that within the Danish basketball league, uh, Reggie Kissenlaw averaged 20 points, uh, 8.6 rebounds, two assists, and most importantly shot 53% from the field and 41% from three. So, you know, the skill set is there. Didn't really translate to the G league, to the main Celtics very much, but you know it. He's got the skills. He can shoot threes. He's a somewhat—I don't want to say versatile big man, but at least offensively, he can shoot the shots. Uh, he's an efficient scorer when it comes down to it. I can't imagine he plays much. He's already 27, probably just a roster filler guy that they brought up from Maine. But at the very least, an interesting guy to have. He's one of the only two centers on the roster. At uh, him and Olek uh, Balcharowski, I believe, are the only centers on the Celtic Summer League roster so far. But again. It just seems like he's a summer league roster filler uh, that they brought over from the main Celtics. Uh, next guy down the list uh, is somebody we've talked about. Uh, I believe we mentioned him at the very least in the last podcast. Maybe we talked about him in the reaction video. Uh, Michael Mulder is joining the Celtics summer league team. I think the oldest guy on the team at 29 years old, another yeah. small guard, six foot three. Like I said, Kissun Lull and Balcharowski are the only centers on the roster. It's a lot of guards and wings past that, which I mean, that's a basketball team, but you think they fill it out with a bit more size at the guard position. At the very least six foot three, 2017 NBA draft has spent some time in the NBA. 
uh, went to Kentucky uh, in, for college. He is 29 years old, uh, played for the G League uh, in the G League, excuse me, this past season uh, with this Sioux Falls Sky Force with Justin Champagny for a few games. He averaged 17 points, 44% of the field, 41% from three and 10 attempts a game. So there's your three point shooting, maybe uh, for the Celtics squad. Uh, 3.6 rebounds, 2.7 assists, only 1.4 turnovers for a guy who plays 37 minutes a night with the ball in his hands. Not bad as well. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion they're probably going to play him a lot, even though, like maybe you want to get a look at the young guys. But I'm not saying he's going to get minutes for the Celtics. But if there was anybody to make the Celtics roster of the summer league bunch, it feels like it would be Michael Mulder because they need some guard depth, even if they're not going to play much. Does that make sense? Well, I would say uh, this is the guy they have on the team because they are competitive. They want to win, right? Okay. The summer shoot a million threes guy, shoot 40% from okay. three guy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if there is anybody that they might say, okay, maybe we get a look at for the fourth string guard to fill a roster spot, it would be him, which is, and, and that's not you to think say it's I, him instead of Davison. <clears throat> yes, but that's not to say I don't think Davison will be on the team. I think Davison's already on a two way contract, so I think they'll keep him in that spot, but. I think if they bring anybody up from the G League, from the summer league team, it might be Mulder. But the the more of the point I was trying to make was I think a lot of Celtics fans are going to be not irritated, but they're going to be like, why aren't we looking at these younger guys? Why are we looking at Michael Mulder in the summer league all, all summer when we could be looking at the younger guys? And I think a big part of that is like, oh, maybe we can sign a third string guard for 29 here. Uh, but anyways, next player is a guy we did react to on the channel. It is Jay Scrub. We reacted to his highlights. If you guys want to check passing. that out. Head on over channel doesn't like passing you very much. Can confirm actually could conferred with our sources. Tyler Rucker can confirm doesn't love passing very much. Jay scrub out of John a Logan second Juco play first Juco player drafted since 2004. Yep. Flipping over my words here. Uh, 55th pick in the 2020 NBA draft to the Brooklyn Nets spent some time with the Clippers and the Orlando magic. Uh, he is 22 years old, played his college ball again. John a Logan uh, six foot five. He is more of a guard, but we compared him to Javante Green. Spoiler alert. Uh, this past season in the G League, he played with the Lakeland Magic Orlando's G League team. He averaged 22 points, uh, six rebounds, 2.3 assists, shot 46% of the field, 28% from three. Took a lot of threes, too. Seven threes for a guy who's not necessarily a great three-point shooter. And um, more turnovers than assists. Not, not, not the best. <laughs> not the best yeah. indicator there about Jay Scrub. But, um, I, I mean, we, we talked about this on the React, so if you want our full – thing like thoughts there go check it out but like i think he could be an okay like piece to look at he's still young and i do think he could fill that javante green escrow role with his cutting uh and if he can play defense which we need to see in summer league that's the biggest thing for me what i want to know is how guys right? that don't move the ball get this far because you've played pickup <laughs> basketball where guys don't pass and it's like the team never wins this i truly really don't know this is true Imagine how talented, or I mean, he has to be that talented to get yeah, this far without good. the unselfishness. He's a Imagine if that extra layer of his game of just being passive or making the right play goes in. Yeah, good player. He could, he could be real good. I mean, 17 and a half uh, shots but, compared to two assists is not good. That is crazy. That 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 is, that is kind of nuts. Um, I mean... I wonder what Jalen's shot to assist ratio was this year. Not not to not to be the the Jalenator guy, but it was it was probably pretty similar. And that's not even like trying to trash Jalen. That's just to say, like I think some guys are just scorers and they're not really passers. But if I, I think to your point, 
if you're going to be a role player, you do need to be able to make that extra pass. And I think that's the biggest thing. But yeah, um, yeah Javante Green doesn't pass. So, so maybe maybe that I like I said, the biggest thing for me for Jay Scrub, can he play defense in summer league? That's the indicator of whether or not he can play at the NBA level in any sort of role. All right. Last guy that we know about on the Celtic summer league roster so far is somebody I've seen a lot of hype on Twitter about um, Vincent Valerio Badone. Uh, I think is how you say his name. He is Hungarian. Uh, undrafted in the 2023 NBA draft. So he's a fresh face uh, around the league at the very least. He's mm -hmm, six foot nine. I've seen floated around. He's actually six foot 10. So he he is a tall forward uh, guard slash forward, which is kind of crazy. He played his international ball this past season with uh, the hung in the Hungarian league, which makes sense. Uh, These names, I'm sorry. Uh, Sopron KC is where he played this past season. uh, Almost a 50, 40, 90 NBIA. This is true. He's very efficient. Uh, he played 30 games uh, internationally this season. Eight points, 50% for the field, 41% from three, uh, 87.9, which is where the 90 loses. Uh, excuse me, from the free throw line. 40, excuse me, four rebounds, almost two assists, few turnovers. This guy's intriguing. J- just from what we're seeing, like, you can see why he's an NBA prospect. Yeah. It seems like he's almost ready to step into a role. Just yeah. looking at the way his stats are split in that Hungarian league where he's taking what? Six shots a game? Yep, three threes. Half a he's three. a role That's player in that league. He's averaging almost 50-40-90 splits. Like, these are almost Grant Williams numbers when you flip it and compare it to an <laughs> NBA player. It's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> and I, I think like Jay Scrub, like the thing we just need to see that can't be reflected by stats. And I, I think with the hype that I've seen with this guy on Twitter, I think we should do and we'll do a reaction video. Sure. So maybe we'll see some of his highlights, but it's all about the defense. If he can defend at a, a solid level, um, especially at his height, maybe there's a spot for him. The Celtics have two two-way contracts left. I, I know J.D. Davidson's going to be on one. I don't know if they're bringing Cabigale back in another two-way, but at the very least, they'll have one two-way. And so you'll definitely see some of these summer guys, summer league guys fighting for that two-way deal. Um, unless they give it to Jordan Walsh. Do you think they put Jordan Walsh on a two-way instead of a full standard? It's possible. I, I, I haven't really thought about that. Makes but. sense. He's 19. <laughs> His offensive game is very raw. It's true. I think if you put him in real game situations with the actual Celtics, it's going to be very tough for him to transition. And maybe, and I mean, speaking of transition, Sam, let, let's just go right over to Jordan Walsh, <laughs> the next segment uh, of our show. Let me, let me take this down real quick. Uh, Jordan Walsh spoke to the Celtics media for the first time since getting drafted. A um, lot of quotable quotes in there. A lot of stuff going around. On a lot Twitter. of pandering. <clears throat> a lot, a lot of pandering. Of pan- the most uh, quoted one, viral one, was something along the lines of like, they've there's been a lot of loving and trusting in Boston for ex- something like that. I know, Sam, you're not a huge fan of the Marcus it's Smart soon. S-quote. It's just like lay off of it. Mm-hmm. And you kind sure. of brought it up. It's not really his fault. Like the media is really trying to paint him as the smart successor. And it's like, yes, the kid's a second round pick. Like, give him a break. It's a lot of pressure to put on a guy coming to the league. Played one year of college ball, wasn't efficient shooting. Like he was a role player on the Arkansas team. He's fine. This is not me saying he's never going to give the Celtics anything. No. Yes. But expecting and painting the picture for people to expect him to be Marcus Smart right away is a lot of pressure to put on a guy that's a second round pick and is probably going to play a lot of games up in Maine. 
agree with you. I agree. And I, I think the fact that he was Boston's only draft pick and there was this big deal made out of, oh, Brad wanted this guy and he was willing to trade back and he was fine getting him. Like, <clears throat> I, I think that's put a lot of focus on him. Also, the fact that there's, there's really not much else to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, pe- people were this hype no, about JD nothing. last year. Pe- people I mean, were talking we about JD like uh, 25 minutes on the summer league. <laughs> I know. People were talking about JD Davis and like he was going to get rotation minutes. So, we, we got to put it in perspective, but there are some quotes and we'll talk about it. Uh, Celtics rolled out the red carpet for him in Boston um, today as we're recording this. I think today, maybe yesterday. Um, but when you're quotes, listening to this, it'll be a, a yesterday. Exactly. Quotes from Jordan Walsh. Uh, it's starting to sink in. This helps for sure. The kids definitely helped welcome me to the Celtics. He hosted a community camp there. So he, he you know, was doing a uh, what's the word? Uh, he was doing a charity event appearance. Charity event. It was a. It was a camp. It was like a camp for kids. Like he was helping run a camp. I uh, like a basketball camp. Uh, it's been fun. I love the city so far. I love the food that I've eaten. I love the people. I've fallen in love with Boston. I haven't even been here twenty four hours. It. I mean, this just pandering. sounds like pandering. Yes, but I do like. I think any nineteen year old kid rookie would say this about any city. He's like he's just that excited to be with. in a new place. Like he. I. I, I think. If you went to Charlotte, he'd said, I loved everything so far. Like, this is cool. Because it's, like, his first experience, like... Yeah, it's, oh, my God, I'm an NBA player. This is the equivalent of a lot of, like, normal people going to college. Do you know what I'm saying? In that, yes. like, obviously, he went to college, but, like, he was grew up playing basketball. Like, he's going to play basketball. College That's wasn't the end game. <clears throat> exactly. He's here. This is his thing. This is a completely new environment, completely shut off from, like, this is his life now. And it's kind of, like, starting there. Uh, it's kind of, like the more fun version of us graduating college and realizing we have to do something with our lives. But he like gets that to, like, part is terrible. <laughs> that's, I know, but I'm, I'm saying like, this is like at least good twice a week. I'm like, damn, like all these kids just got out of school for the summer. That's what I'm what saying. What are we doing? <laughs> I know it makes me feel to get so up old. and just have no responsibilities would be something else. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Um, more quotes, or this isn't a quote, but it's like something that happened. Uh, Jordan Walsh said that he's already texted Al Horford saying he wants to learn from him. I'd say if you're going to pick somebody from the team, that's a pretty good place to start, right? I mean, texting Horford is pretty good. It would be um, funny if Horford just ghosted him. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, man. I don't really use my phone much. Uh, he will wear 27 for the Celtics. Daniel yeah. Tice. <laughs> Thoughts? Did he get Tice's permission? <laughs> this summer Tice, saying. who's still kind of a barnacle on the Celtics. You saw him. He went to the finals <laughs> to support the fellas. Kind of messed up. What if they trade for him? If they trade for him, he better bully the hell out of him to give him the number. <laughs> it's true. Maybe give him some of the $9 million he's making on his current contract. You give it up a little bit. Um, another quote. I can feel the winning atmosphere all around the city. Love for the Celtics is crazy. Again, 19-year-old kid. He's basically a celebrity now. That must be kind of crazy, especially in Boston. Um, <clears throat> quote from Brad Stevens on Friday morning. He has a special ability laterally and with his wingspan to swallow up people defensively. He really creates havoc with his arms and with his energy and his ability to move his feet. Hidden among his seven or excuse me, six foot seven height. He's got a seven two wingspan. That's kind of disgusting. Like, I think I read somewhere he has like a, a nine and a half foot standing reach. Like he, he is ridiculously long for, for a wing. That That's is nuts. <clears throat> that is crazy. Um. Reading some more of these quotes here. There's a bunch of them. We'll react, but this is a news dump. This is your new your news part of the podcast. Uh, we just went over a bunch of summer league guys. Like we got to get the news in. Um, <clears throat> Brad Stevens quote: He's just getting better and better. I always thought his touch looked good, but he looked hesitant at times. I think over time he'll become a really good shooter who has the athleticism to finish and drive closeouts, and he'll be ahead 
uh, on the defensive end to start. I always think that's important. I like you always say this, like you can teach a shot. You can't shoot, teach defense. Like that's generally how right. It is. You, you really can't teach somebody to try. Um, mm-hmm. Example, the entire team in the playoffs, right? <laughs> we begged them to try and they didn't. And this is where we've ended up. They've had to trade one of the only guys that tries. This and is true. they're back to square one. Not really. They still have a lot of great pieces. Yes, but, they are. Don't worry. The Chris Haynes notification. I saw you look at is nothing. Yes, you can <laughs> teach the guy to shoot. Absolutely. Exactly. You can work them into the ground. You can point to former Celtics players that have learned to shoot while in the Celtics. Aaron Baines. Uh, yep. Smart became a better three-point shooter yep. if you really want yep. to point at somebody. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was not Brown until this year. Yes, <laughs> they work with guys. They do a good job at developing them. It's that was them. always a big Brad Stevens thing, and I'd imagine that type of sentiment remains with the franchise with him with joe missoula you think joe missoula likes three-point shooting sam yeah, i wonder Missoula's like shoot a million threes <laughs> that's what i'm saying uh no but i mean it's it's good uh he's ready we reacted to his highlights he's got an okay shot for him right yeah it's not bad that was something we did take away from that it's teachable uh quote another pandering one sam might not like I heard that Boston likes people who dive on the floor more than people who dunk the ball. That's going to be me. I'll still do a little dunking, but I'm just a guy who will do whatever it takes to win. And as much as that is pandering a little bit from Jordan Walsh, like from what we see and from what we've seen in highlights, that just genuinely is his game. It does kind of feel like not directly, but Brad drafted somebody who like at least plays with the same sort of mindset, I guess. I, again, you don't want to put that pressure on him, but you yeah, can tell he is out on awesome this guy. in, in terms of Jordan Walsh. In terms of, yes, but like in terms of a hustle guy, like he brought in somebody who just tries really hard, which like you said, the Celtics kind of need, they, they need guys who try. Uh, more apt, tired, Jordan Walsh as Marcus Smart replacement, wired, Jordan Walsh as Great Williams replacement. That is probably more likely, yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good uh, as, point. I wish people would start doing that. As I just don't, falls down I don't really place. like putting pressure on a second round pick. Yeah, no, it's I It's not I fair to him, he's 19, leave him alone. I agree with you. Uh, and I mean, speaking of that, Jordan Walsh quote, it's amazing to be their only pick in the draft for them to trust that with me. That means a lot. And it says a lot because I'm going to an organization that loves winning and I love winning. So it just means the world to me. Again, he, he was their only pick. This is a like, a, not, it, I don't Didn't think it's a lot of be. pressure, but <clears throat> this is true. Did not have to be. <laughs> they, they really wanted it to be though. By yeah, they, Brad was just working with the narrative as, as Jack and I sat here and were dying on the stream. This is and they traded maybe, back three times. Maybe Sam will like this quote. Uh, just today, I took a picture in front of the banners. That's special to have that accomplished of being the best team in NBA history. That's not nothing. That's isn't anything, excuse me, to be taken lightly. That's years of development, years of love, years of trust. That's what got taken out of contest. Years of love, years of trust. Not just the players, but from the fans. For them to come and support every game, that means so much because they're a big part of what Boston accomplished. And now I just hope to be a part of it too. Hearing the full quote, do we think he it's knew what he bad. was doing? Do we think he knew what was he was doing? Uh, that I'm not positive about. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like a lot of people spun it because yeah, they people know. like they just got rock hard when they heard it. <laughs> but do we think he knows what that means to the Celtics? Maybe. I'm not sure if he knows that yet. I think this quote is a good quote, and it seems like it might be the most genuine of the bunch. Or it's harmless. Genuine's the wrong word. It's just like the most like heartfelt, not starstruck or or like adrenaline fueled. It's just like yeah, like I understand this what this organization is about. It's a very important thing for me to come in here and do my job and help the team compete. That's yep. it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the last quote uh, is something I already said, the atmosphere around the city, love for the Celtics. He seems very excited. Like, like we said, he's a 19 year old kid uh, in his first like new situation in a long time. Like even college, like sure. But like, this is his first time. Like he is an NBA player. This is his lifelong dream. And as much as you think you might pander, like the Celtics are like, a, like one of the organizations in the no, NBA. That so, part is fine. Yes. For him to be their only draft pick, like they're, I don't want to use the word yeah. pressure, but like you can understand him saying like, wow, these guys traded all the way back, picked me, took nobody else. Like I am the rookie this year. They, they entrusted me with that. Like you can understand why he sees it that way and why some pl- people are like, oh, this is the guy now, even though like, and I will say not to put pressure on him. Like that's not the intention here. Like he does have the skill set to make an impact, at least at a small level right away. Like the, if you can play defense at an NBA level, you're going to be able to give some minutes. And I'm not saying he's going to play regular minutes, but like, I mean, I said this in the reaction video. He is just the opposite of Sam Hauser. He, Sam Hauser will be there if they need offense. Jordan Walsh will be there if they need defense. And maybe one day Jordan Walsh can develop uh, the three-point shot to make Sam Hauser a bit more obsolete, even though we'll never get to that level. But like, that's the point of like, Sam Hauser is never going to be an elite defender, but there's a chance that Jordan Walsh could be a solid shooter, just like Grant Williams, just like Al Horford did it in a Boston. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do think there could be a place for him uh, to play some minutes, but to expect like, he's not going to get 15 minutes. tonight. That's crazy. Right. So agree. We'll see. He's going to play for the red Claws and the main Celtics. <laughs> yes. What he's going to do. And hopefully he does really well. And uh, yes, we'll have root to for him. him. Just don't exactly. put, Stupid expectations on a guy that's a, the third best player on his college team. <laughs> Is that you're right? He was the third best player. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Um, moving on, last Celtics thing we have for y'all today. Uh, kind of old, kind of new. The Jazz were interested in Kristaps Porzingis, which kind of pushed the Celtics to get a deal done. So <clears throat> the night of the trade, taking you back to a painful experience, uh, at least for us. The Celtics had a deal in place with the Clippers and the Wizards. Would have sent Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. Clippers said, psych, we don't have time to get a physical done. We don't want to do it anymore. Celtics scrambled in the last hour or so uh, because Kristaps Porzingis did have a deadline to accept his player option and remain tradable. Um, and the Celtics scrambled, got a deal together, traded Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies, got the deal done. Reportedly, I think Mark Stein, right, that reported this. <clears throat> let me let me read the quote here from Mark Stein. Um Stein, Wednesday's Kristaps Porzingis trade saga ultimately required the Celtics to manufacture two separate deals to acquire the former Wizard. Along the way, I heard from multiple rival teams that were convinced Porzingis, had he not landed with the Celtics, was poised to receive a strong free agent strong free agent interest from Utah had he elected to decline his player option for next season. So it sounded like Danny Ainge and the Jazz really wanted Porzingis. Um, side note, something I saw, I think it was on Twitter from Keith Smith, or it, it's something I saw because it happened in another case, they could have pushed Porzingis's date back. Like yes. they could have said delayed it. So Josh like Hart that, did that. Yes. That's a little bit of a question mark. Like, could he have pushed it back? Could they have found another shooter for Brogdon? Like, what's the rush there? So that that's a little bit of the like hmm, what could cool. happen. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but the Jazz's interest in Porzingis did speed up the Celtics need effectively to get a deal done, which in turn, goodbye, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only real, like, idea behind that could be they were afraid that he would just decline this option in favor of more money because that's yeah. what Utah was about to give him. But the Porzingis wanted to be in Boston. The consensus was that 
Boston was the preferred destination. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you never know. We talk about this on the show all the time. Why doesn't just every guy play for free? Because they want to make money. <laughs> it's true. So it sounds like he's going to get a two year extension. Yep. Mark Sander. It sounds like the Expensive Celtics didn't want to risk him getting away. And they're going to have him until he's 30, which is not a bad age to a, come back and regroup. But I think in the report, $77 million two-year extension. So it's going to be a, right. Don't care. <laughs> Agree. I know you don't. I they, know you they're don't. in this, like, the Celtics are not a team that really has to worry about this just yet. Not that they're not going to violate the second apron, but because Tatum, Brown, now Porzingis, Derek White, Brogdon, Horford, Sam Hauser's under contract for a few years, and then you have all these guys on rookie deals. So let's just say Walsh pans out, you have him. Hauser. The majority of Boston's rotation is under contract through at least two seasons. Yes. It does not matter if they splurge on Porzingis because their top seven-ish guys are set in stone. Sure. And I can't help to – oh, Rob Williams. Rob Williams, another yes. one. Yes. Missed him. Al, too. Did you even say Al? Al I did too. say Al. Al, okay. I said, because they extended him. Williams, I completely blanked on. Mm-hmm. I knew I was missing somebody. Their whole top eight is under contract for the yeah. foreseeable future. It does not really matter if they can bring in a mid-level guy. It's nice. It's a luxury. <laughs> I think they're yeah. going to need it this season. They should take advantage of it. But as far as like the next couple seasons, who cares? Like, are they yeah. going to be blowing up this team and having to worry about that? I ho- sure hope not. That, that would breed a whole new world of problems outside of the CBA. Yeah. <laughs> if that ended up being the case. Um, no. Yeah. I agree with you. Danny Ainge though, might be on the rat list for that for uh, maybe may the reason Marcus is gone. A little bit of rat list. Move well, they were going to facilitate a trade had other team not done it. Memphis. Who the Jazz? Yeah, whether it have would have included Marcus, that's yet to be seen. I would assume Danny would want his guy. Let's be real. Maybe, <laughs> unfortunately, but um, I mean, maybe that would have gotten you sixteen instead of twenty five, which uh, they could have traded back from over and over. And over. Yeah, they could have <laughs> just had us get more excited. Even though at sixteen, they could have got some really solid prospects. It would have probably been twenty eight. I think you tied twenty. They got Hawkes. Don't remind me. Uh, but we can we can wrap up the Celtics talk there. Uh, for the day move on to some NBA talk uh, and speaking of the CBA and, and all the fun cap stuff the, the uh, vice grip it has in the league <laughs> yeah uh, as Sam so aptly tweeted hell has frozen over uh, John, yeah. John John Collins finally got traded finally traded came in the league Utah. in trade rumors never left him finally got traded to Utah speaking you know of. the meme of uh yeah speaking of they instead of Porzingis they got John Collins instead uh for Rudy Gay in a second round pick and do you know the meme where it's like um this season at least it was Jokic and Embiid running Embiid stops for the MVP yes. it's like John Collins and Miles Turner running John Collins stops for the Jazz Miles Turner running NBA trade rumors, five trades for Miles Turner moving forward. Miles yeah. Turner st- got the train rolling still, but a uh, <clears throat> crazy return uh, for the Hawks in the worst way possible. Rudy Gay and a second round pick. We don't know the details of the second round pick yet. Sam and I were looking around. Um, this is a cap space move. The Hawks are one of the most expensive teams in the league. And they haven't gotten results. For, <clears throat> exactly. For no reason, right? Like they they made the seven seed. They were the seven seed, excuse me, this past season. They missed the no. They were the seventh seed again the year prior, and it, it feels like a lot of fans are clinging on to that. Oh, we made the Eastern Conference Finals run, hasn't really panned out since. Like it, it's they haven't really been able to build on it. I, I think the GM of the team, the previous GM, excuse me, 
uh, Travis Schlenk, I think was his name or unless it's the owner talked about how, like, I do regret running back the same group after the ECF. I feel like we should have capitalized on it rather than running it back with the same core. They tried. How can you feel like that though? In, in all seriousness, you have an Easter conference finals team led by Trey yeah. young, who had been drafted the year prior or no, that's not true. Like he, he was on a rookie contract. Yeah. He, they had all these young pieces around him. Why would you not continue to try and build on that? They you did the right thing. Back. You could just be like, I think we did the right thing. It just didn't no, work out. No, no, no. This is the year after the Eastern Conference Finals when they didn't make additions. Really. That's like, what I mean. Is... Like, but there's he... no reason they should have not run it back. Like, they overachieved. That would be like the Celtics in 2018 after they almost went to the finals being like, yeah, well, he, I... blow it up. He didn't mean blow it up. He meant like he wish he added more pieces, like veterans added some guys in there to help them compete. The Regardless, do that? I don't then they made they did. maybe not. But then then they made a bigger swing. Well, the Celtics was kind of different because they had guys coming back from they were getting Regardless. Guys for free. Yeah. Sure. Regardless, uh, added Jazante Murray this past year, but they're they're he makes no money. This is true, but their payroll is uh kind of nuts. The Hawks payroll right now. Let's take a look. Obviously, Trae John Young, Collins Gazillion. was gone. Trey Young uh, guaranteed 215 mil. Oof. John Collins was guaranteed 100 mil. Clint Capella guaranteed 61 mil. Bogdan, 36. DeJounte, 34. Nine, excuse me, 99 for 100. This is including this past year, but next year's salary books is looking like 40 mil for Trey Young, 25 for Collins, which is now gone, 20 for Capella, 20 for Hunter, 18 for Bogdanovich, 17 for DeJounte, 8 for Onyeka. Like, it's a lot of they're money not for even a lot like guys. they don't necessarily have bad contracts like none of those contracts you just read off to me jump off the page is like why the hell are they play, just the result why are they paying them that why are they paying no them results that? it's not yes. coming off it's not coming off like that it's just, it's just no they have a bunch of guys that are like mid they're paying celtics money for a team without celtics results effectively it's the same contracts right like the 20 mils a lot of guys a couple guys on max and now they traded rudy gay um, or they traded for Rudy Gay in a second just to dump Colin's salary because he, I think he had some of the most long term money, at least the most guaranteed money. Um, DeAndre Hunter is actually on a really good tra- contract. I know, I don't know if you're as high as on him as I am. I mean, he's making 20, he's 21. a good fit on the right team. Yeah, he should 20, be a good fit on this Hawks team. He was good yeah. against the Celtics a few games. He's making 20, 21, 23, 25, which sounds like a lot, but like. By the time that 25 today, kicks in, that's, that's going to be pennies. Makes less exactly. than pool, makes less um, than hero. Mm-hmm. But uh, Woj Who'd also tweeted, I believe. John Hunter. Woj also tweeted, eh, it depends. He's more of a role player. The other guys can be stars. Anyways, uh, Woj also tweeting that the Hawks aren't done. They're probably going to make some more moves. Conflicting reports. Brian Windhorst uh, reporting a couple days ago, however long ago, that they're under a mandate from ownership to get under luxury tax, which would make sense by ways of this John Collins trade. But then in the second tweet, Woj saying Landry Fields has permission to go back into the luxury tax if it means fielding a competitive team. So both are probably true. They just probably what that tells you. They don't believe John Collins is part of a competitive team for them. Sure. But what, like, what's the trade now? Bogdanovich gone, Hunter gone, and what does that net you? Like, what? I to be I honest, I think cap situation is now. I I think they don't have they don't have any money. They're still so deep into debt. I I think they trade Dejounte Murray 
as crazy as it sounds, he's probably one of the more valuable guys on the team on a solid contract teams wouldn't mind do you, having. Do you do that if you're the Celtics? <clears throat> For what? Brown? Jalen? No. Something? I wouldn't trade Jalen for DeJounte. I, I think Jalen's a much, much better player than DeJounte. Murray. That's and the I'm only way I think you get him. I agree. Um, I mean, would you do Jalen for Hunter and Murray? Maybe. Maybe. I, regardless, I, I think that's their best avenue to getting better because it's a decent contract teams would be okay with trading. And to be honest, I don't think that Hawks team works with a second ball like dominant guard. You have Trey Young. He needs the ball. That's what I said and from the beginning and nobody I agree with train. you. I, you were right. And DeJounte Murray can't space the floor. And we saw it. We saw it in the playoffs. The Hawks were better when it was just one of them out there. Yeah, like, they lost. The Celtics lost that game. And we were all like, what the hell? Then everyone exactly. watched our pod. This is true. People loved it. But uh, I think trading DeJounte probably is the best pathway forward. What do they do? I, DeMar DeRozan for DeJounte Murray? I, I don't hate that for either team. Oh, that's a steal. For who? Of course you love that. For who? Chicago. They I get off that Chicago? DeRozan contract. They get Murray for it's nothing. One year. One year left. One year left on the contract. Okay, but then I would rather pay Murray money than DeRozan. Really? DeMar- yeah. DeRozan's, better. DeRozan's better than DeJounte Murray. He's old. Yeah, but there's only one year. But if you're the Hawks and you are trying to field a competitive team while also trying to help the CBA, it clears your books after this past season. And I think DeMar DeRozan makes the Hawks a better team than DeJounte Murray does. In that is spot. DeRozan a great fit next to Trey Young? Now, this this does not mean that DeRozan is not a good player. No, he he's not the perfect fit, but I think he's a better fit than DeJounte Murray. DeRozan is a player that you kind of need to be a competitive team or or to be a really good team because he can actually create shots for himself and close games. This is true. Which is why I think he'd be already. And I, they need a veteran presence. I think that would definitely help them. As far as other teams, like, did, did the Heat make a deal? Like, would you would you trade, like, Hero for DeJounte Murray if you're either team? If I'm Miami, I'm going after Murray. But, the, but I don't know if the Heat would. Like, do they think Hero makes them that much better? I, I do think Hero is a much better fit next to Trey Young than DeJounte Murray. But do they think it's a good enough fit to go Atlanta, into luxury tax? Is he yes? Like, do does Atlanta think Hero's a good enough no. fit to go into long term money? I agree with you. Hero's um, teetering on a negative contract, and I think that's a bit extreme. Yeah, just everything we've heard, like Miami wants to get off him, Miami wants to get off him, Miami yeah. wants to get off him. The new CBA has come in again. Vice grip. You just saw the Warriors do essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Got rid of Jordan Poole, who's on a similar deal to Hero, similar extension in favor of just not paying him that money. They brought in Chris Paul, who they believe can help and kind of has beef with their whole team, which we can talk about in a second. Yes. Instead of paying him, is Miami thinking that now? They're like, oh, we just made the finals without Hero. This new CBA is coming in. It's going to kick us in the nuts, and we can't make any moves in the future. Why don't we get rid of this guy, bring in somebody that can help us be more competitive? And other teams, especially an Atlanta team that's trying to get off money, is not going to go after Hero. If We've you are seen the stuff that says other teams don't even want hero because I think yeah. more teams are starting to think like me. Why would you pay this guy this much money? Why? Because no, now no. they have to think that way. It's not this. It's a similar fit because they're both ball dominant point guards. If you're Portland, do you throw something at the Hawks for DeJounte Murray? You need talent. If you're Maybe Portland. you do, you but need some defense. Well, Portland does not need another guard. You're right. Actually, they just got Portland officially out on guards. 
I um, actually think, and if you really want to get into like the Dame stuff, whichever you want to do first, Dame I do want to. I have State. a couple more. I have a couple more teams for Dejounte first, and then we can get okay, into those. Okay, great. Go ahead. Just quick, the Clippers. I think the Clippers make sense. I mean, this they is need where I was going to go. Okay, <laughs> so. Clippers. It does make sense. They need a point guard. How badly does Atlanta want to get off this money? Is he really the guy? Who are they getting back? Norm Powell? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go for Norm Powell, not Marcus Morris. Atlanta's not going to want to pay that money. They're not in a, a tank mode. Yeah, that's true. Now, the last one before we jump. They don't get James Harden. We saw DeJounte Murray lead a young team to okay. the plane before. The Rockets? Easy. That, that I mean, that's easy, I think. But they just drafted a point guard. You're right. But still, I mean, is he going to be the full-time starter right away? Maybe. Can he play off the ball? They Probably not. So. But but they, they've been rumored to want been wanting point guards all summer. They want Van Vliet. They sure have. They want Harden. They want Chris Paul. Just this probably just does. tells you that they're not getting Harden. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But uh, What's next? Which one you want to do? We mentioned Dame. Let's just go okay. into Dame. Dame. I, I know you want to complain. I've so had I'll enough of Dame. <laughs> okay. Dame. I think this is the most Dame has been talked about. It, since they made the conference finals, maybe. And he's loving yeah. it. He's milking <laughs> it. He's going on Instagram live. He's taking meetings with the team. He has Chris Haynes acting as a mouthpiece. He he definitely wants to go to Miami. Well, guess what? You're under contract, buddy. They'll trade you wherever they want. Uh, <laughs> but there is the factor of he's been there. They're going to treat him right. Deserved. Mm-hmm. I will say deserved for now. Because he is, he is kind of screwing around with Portland now. Yes. It's gotten to the point where he's like playing Welcome to Miami on an Instagram story. He's mad that they drafted somebody. Jimmy what are Butler? you mad at? Why are you Jimmy, mad at that? Jimmy Butler is putting hit Dame songs on his Instagram story. Yeah, and I tweeted <laughs> the, the Brian's hat, but it's the bucket hat for Tyler, yeah. Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, we, we looked at this earlier in the pod. Chris Haynes tweeted out again, Dame's mouthpiece effectively. They're friends. They're whatever. It's fine. Uh, Joe Cronin, Blazers GM, issue statement. I met with Dame and Aaron Goodwin this afternoon. We had a great dialogue. We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. Cool. Yeah. Same stance. Portland. So this is if you this is like when uh you watch like a TV show and it's like previously on whatever show. <laughs> yeah. Previously on Damian Lillard kind of wants to compete, but not really. He doesn't want the pressure. Portland has said they want to build around Dame. Yep. Dame refuses to say anything. But he's just sitting there like, maybe I want to go play for Miami. Maybe I don't. Well, Dame did say stuff today. He said he doesn't want to play with all-stars or superstars. He made that very clear, Sam. He doesn't and, want to play with this is the all-stars. This is the Spider-Man homecoming when he's in the limo with Tony Stark. And he's like, don't do anything <laughs> I would do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And like Portland's sitting there like, what, what the hell do we do? <laughs> so do we uh, get him good players? Do we get mid players? What team would want? Would he want to go to? Does Miami count? Because if he goes to Miami, that's a that's a good team. Like, does he want to join a good team? It's three all stars. Him, Dame, Bam. This is kind of our fault as media too for like bullying players, and it finally worked, and now it's annoying. I know, but he just doesn't know what he wants to do, and it's really frustrating. The uh, the meme where it's like, please God, stop giving me your toughest battles, and God's sitting there like, you're still here. What are you doing? I haven't seen, seen that, that but that sounds very hilarious. Good. It's with the the Wizards fans. It's like Wizards fans, God, please stop giving us your toast battles. And he goes, "You're still alive." <laughs> so Miami top destination, Brooklyn also Brooklyn. sprinkled in there. Maybe he's going to go to Brooklyn, which 
by his description is where he wants to go because he doesn't want to play with good players, but he wants decent players. The report, you heard that Brooklyn turned down the third pick for Mikael Bridges. Well, that makes sense. Interesting. Because if you're Brooklyn, you don't have your own picks. Why are you going to give up the one guy that's competitive for you? You have New York as like a technically free agent draw. Be like, come play for us. We're in New York. You wouldn't trade Mikael for Scoot? Not if I'm Brooklyn. Okay. Because Brooklyn has to stay competitive. There's no, there's no like, okay, let's say Scoot doesn't pan, especially after what Bridges did in the second half of the season with the Nets. Sure. Just, just say he doesn't pan out, right? Like you can be like. I'm not saying I disagree. Small-ish guard. Yes, he's an athletic freak, but like how great is he going to be? Not the greatest shooter. Like there's all these things you could say about Scoot. Mikael Bridges, long, great defender, is proving to be able to create his own shot. He looks comfortable being the best player on your team. And then you factor in, you don't have your own draft pick. You have to try and build a somewhat competitive team around these guys now, because why would you want to lose? No reason. So you've got Miami, you've got Brooklyn. Where else could he go? Maybe the Clippers. Clippers rumored to want to split up Paul George and Kawhi. Now, if you are the Clippers, I mean, I'm sorry, the Blazers rather, Paul George. You have Scoot, you have Anthony Simons, you have Shady and Sharp. That's an okay young core, right? Could be yeah. okay to very good. What if you add Paul George to that? Can you compete for a playoff spot right away, depending with on Paul, Scoot? With Paul and Dame? No, get rid of Dame. Swap him for oh. swap him for Paul George. Oh. Dame can go play with Kawhi. I haven't heard that angle. Yeah, Devin and I were texting about it today, and he pitched the Clippers, and I started thinking about it. I was like, well, what can they really give up? I think they do want to give up Paul George. Yeah, that can make – then you can run Scoot as the full-time one, Simon as the full-time two. I don't hate it. The other side, how desperate are the Clippers for a switch-up? Would they do Anthony Simons? They have to. The Clippers have to be, like, one to ten, ten desperate. Here's why. Both their stars are older. They make a ton of money. They're under contract for what? Two more seasons with a player option. Yeah. They have no draft picks. They have to get the most they can out of these guys because they aren't getting anybody else. Simons and scoot for Paul George. You could do that. I guess. Who who says yes. Who says, who says yes. Uh, The Mm. Clippers. Maybe. I I think. Portland does say yes, just mm-hmm. because Dame wants the most mid team ever, so they can just <laughs> fizzle out. <laughs> sure. Uh, would you rather have Ingram or Paul George? Ingram, I'd say. Uh, okay. Just because of like, well, I don't know how many games Ingram played last year either. In, in fairness to what I'm about to say, but like, neither Paul George or Leonard have played very many games. Forty-five. Okay, so like 45. they're both like just hanging out watching games. <laughs> In that case, I'm probably. But then, what's Ingram's contract? Let's find out. Let's because this, this ne- more than ever is the time to worry about contracts. Thirty-one, thirty-three, or excuse me, thirty-three point eight this year, thirty-six next year, then contract extension time for Ingram. I'd probably Which just is, go for Paul George. But then Paul George's contract is forty-five. 45 this year, 48, seven the year after that. And then contract extension time for Paul yeah, George. But, okay. That after that 48 year, he's not made, he's not going to ask for that much money or he's not going to get well, it. it. It just won't happen. The Blazers have given 
Paul George, how old? Players, others. He's 33. Okay, so he's going to be 35, and they're going to pay him X amount of dollars when he just watches a bunch of games? You mean Portland, who's or who's paying Damian Lillard $63 million at 35? How many games did Dame play when they extended him, though? Uh, when did they extend? You, you have a valid point. Like small guards aren't the best players to extend as they age. I don't know when they extended him, but these are his past four seasons. 58, 29, 67, 66. Okay. Yeah. So was he played how many games? Oh, 59, 58 this year, 58. Yes. But I mean, yeah, in your so defense, they probably paid him after those years in the sixties in your defense. To start his career, 82, 82, 82, 75, 75, 73, 80. So he's got a good track record when he's got yes. a competitive team. So it's fine. I'm not trying to crap on Dame. Um, that, that's an interesting uh, scenario is, is Clippers to Blazers. Tra- transition here, a little, little transition here. The one player Dame does want to play with is Mr. Draymond Green. Who Again, has <laughs> mid-off. But yeah. it's understandable. Now go ahead. Yes, who has been in the news for other reasons. Like, like you said, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Dame. It'd probably be a play-in team at the very least. Big like three. Uh, yes. uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole unfollowed each other immediately. Yeah, after those the guys don't like through. each other. And to, uh, don't blame them. Uh, honestly, in hindsight, wild they played an entire season together. Like, kind of It nuts. is wild. I would yeah. say this spells very good things for Draymond's future with the Warriors. He did opt out of his player option. Who knows what he's going to do financially? Maybe he takes a pay cut. Good guy, Draymond. Probably not. No, I don't think so. You saw he wants 30 mil, I think is what I saw. Which, in reality, probably not the worst contract. Like, it's not a max. It's far from a max if he wants 30 mil. So, I guess it's not that crazy. It's half a max nowadays. Yeah, seriously. No, I mean, to compare that to other people who are going to be making 30 mil in X amount of years. Like, 24, 25, people making 30 mil uh or let's go 25 26 let's go two years in advance 30 million dollar players julius randall cj mccullum rj barrett can make him 27 uh andrew wiggins making 28 uh deandre ayton 35 right like so like realistically is draymond as good of a player as deandre ayton in two years thoughts in two years i think for draymond for it's really hard to judge okay for, for the, the warriors war- i think that's the important part i don't know how much worse draymond's gonna get it's tough to say too. I don't know. I, I, I truly I you, don't. I don't have a good answer for you. I think if you're the Warriors, you pay Draymond. You have to pay. Draymond. I think Draymond has earned the paycheck from the Warriors. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's but the important part. On the other hand, I can understand why Damian Lillard wants to play with him because him and Curry have similar yeah. games. So he's thinking if Draymond could do this for Curry, what can he do for me? Exactly. And same goes for the Hawks or the Mavericks. Cause like he, he seems like he's the perfect yep. player to put with a ball dominant guard. So I don't know. Uh, I, like you said, I think he stays in Golden State, but the fact that he unfollowed Poole and Poole unfollowed him immediately after that, it's amazing. And the fact that people found it so quick, instantaneous. Yeah. I guess it, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't blame him. Don't blame him. But the last NBA thing we have to talk about today, Nas Reed got a contract extension. And uh, yep. you might be thinking, Jack, why do I care if Nas Reed got a contract extension? Well, Nas Reed earned a three-year, $42 million deal. Pretty good value. $14 million a year for Nas Reed. Now, Sam, I'm going to read you a number here. This is what Minnesota is paying their centers next season. Oh, it's uh, $91 million. <laughs> yes. 
41 for Rudy, 36 for Cat, 14 for Nazareen. Can we talk they, about Cat? Uh, they love centers. What about Cat? Hit me. So you saw Cat went on the Pat Bev pod. <laughs> yes. And Cat I said, did. like, he's a generational player, or whatever. He's changed the game. Yeah. Which I can kind of see what he means because, like, he won the three point contest. Like, sure. Three point shooting is a big best, part of his game. One of the best three point shooting big men. He is just objectively. That I can understand. The real problem that I, I have with that is apparently he was talking a lot about how impressive it was that they won the play in or something. <laughs> I think it was taken. That out is of the biggest loser talk I've ever heard. <laughs> it was. <laughs> there has been was... no moment in my life where I've been like, Please, Celtics, stay away from this guy. I mean, obviously, they're not going to get him now. They have Porzingis. Please stay away from this guy. He's a bum, and he's going to be bad for your culture than Cat right now. It was taken a little bit out of context, but the quote was, it was more special what we did in Minnesota because we had, like, what, a month, and then we had training camp, and it was like, you figure it all out right now, and we figured it out quick. Uh, they had four years. We got it done in four months comparing the Timberwolves play and win uh, no. to, to no, no. the uh, nu- to the Nuggets NPH. Cat's a loser. <laughs> that is a nuts quote. Um, that is a crazy quote. And then when he said he changed the game, Graham Martin Green tweeted out, "Hey Pat Bev, when people come on your show, they change the game. I'm looking forward to it." <laughs> <laughs> I love Draymond. Yeah, no, Cat's great. Do you hear what Pat Bev said about Cat? No. He said Cat is the best offensive player in basketball. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> it was, he said it was Cat or James Harden. <laughs> That's even worse. And I like Pat Bev. I was thinking about it be I like Pat Bev Celtic. I, I, maybe I wouldn't hate it. He might I'd be. be okay I don't know. I like Pat. I think Pat. I think Pat Bev Rocket or Pat Bev wherever James. People Harden were was. not happy that Pat Bev was being floated as a Celtic on Twitter today. I mean, I think Pat Bev gets a bad rap. I really don't think he's a bad player. I think I do we think he's a little he's old a, now. Sure. I think we appreciate the Draymonds, the Pat Bevs of the world because we know they'd be good in the Celtics. People just dislike them because they're not Celtics. And so they'll be like, oh, no, no. I, don't I mean, this guy. is a fan base like us included that are upset about a Marcus Smart trade. Granted, exactly. Marcus Smart is definitely better than Pat Bev. Probably not as good as Draymond. I was going to ask you that situation. I think they're same tier, but I think Draymond better. Probably. I mean, Draymond's won championships. Marcus unfortunately didn't. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah, also all-star, so. And I know it's the team, but he he's an all-star. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Nas Reed got extension, and we filtered in some... Nas Reed, better or worse than Grant Williams? Hmm. Same level depends on the situation. Nas Reed, by the way, who I was saying Celtics could trade Peyton Pritchard for, which made sense at the time, because they had Cat and Gobert, then Cat got hurt. That it did. That Would did, have been kind of fire. I think Nas Reed, Grant Williams, same level ish bet like Nas Reed would be better for a team that needs to score first big Grant Williams is better for a I don't team think the Nas Reed contract's a bad contract either <clears throat> not at all I think if Grant Williams on the contract the Celtics should just bring him back <laughs> you know what I'm saying I agree yeah. I'm not really all in on the get rid of Grant unless you're getting something back I agree and I don't think you'll get much back um for what it's worth but we can move on to the final portion of our programming today which you know him well too. Matt the Rat welcome into the show would you like big to open buddy old pal I would love to open because yeah, I you was had texting I was texting Sam today. I was as mad as I might have been today. I was so like, I was almost crying how mad it was. And, and that sounds whack. Sam, I like, I cannot physically like 
describe to you how angry I was that this happened. We are playing golf today. My brother and I tee off at 9.52. We tee off a little early because it was op- open course relatively for the, for the time. <clears throat> and like, oh, we can go a little early. Foursome, four people go out before us. We are supposed to be paired up with this other random duo. Uh, and they go, they talk to the ranger or whatever. And they go, we're going to play up ourselves, guys. You know, we wouldn't want to hold you up. And I made a joke. I'm like, hey, we're not very good either. We would have held you up. Like, haha, shake their hands, whatever. That's fine. We go off. We tee off. Henry and I go. <clears throat> By the second hole, they're already on our ass. Already on our ass. We're already right behind us. And, and we're sitting there like, I mean, of course, we're going to be faster. The group in front of us is four people. We are two people. We are going to play faster. So we're going to have to wait for them to go so we can hit the ball. <clears throat> so get there, get there. Fifth tee comes up. Sixth tee, sorry, comes up. Ranger goes, what tee time are you guys? We're like, 9.52. He goes, okay. And we go. We're like, all right, whatever. <clears throat> get to the ninth uh, fairway. Four people in front of us are on the green. I can't find my ball. It's in like a like just a deep rough. So I'm looking around for it. We're waiting to hit, blah, blah, blah. They leave the green. We're still looking for my ball immediately as they get off the green. Ranger comes up to us. You guys gotta hurry up. The guy, the guys behind us are, are, are talking trash to me. You know, you gotta go. It drops a sexist comment in there too. Like, oh, I got a lot of ladies out here. I'm like, dude, what does that have to do with anything? Um, yeah, it's golf. Yeah, like what, what are we doing? But he, he's like, you guys behind me, you guys can't look for balls. And we're like, brother, they just got off the green. What do you want us to do? So at that point, I'm furious, right? I drop a ball. I just start smacking it. Like, I'm not I'm not even, like, settling. I'm just hitting the ball. Just whatever. Get out of there. We don't even go in. So I, after nine holes, you can go in for the turret. You can get a hot dog. You can use the bathroom. Don't even do that. Just skip. Go. I'm At this point, Henry's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, no. I, I'm like, I'm seething mad at this point. We're going, whatever. We play... I'm just playing fast golf. I'm just hitting the ball, whatever, whatever. Henry's having a good day. So I'm in my mind. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking get my shots over with. I'm playing like crap anyways. We'll let Henry take his time. So we're going, whatever. By the time we get to the fairway on the 10th hole, the guys are still on the green in front of us. So like we're we're right on their ass. Like we can't do anything. And we're playing, we're playing. We get to the 12th tee and we literally meet the guys in front of us at the tee box because we're just with them because we've caught up to them and so i go up to them i'm like hey guys sorry i I don't want you to think we're trying to rush you the guys behind us just apparently complain to the ranger uh so i am trying i'm basically telling them like i'm swinging mad and i I don't want to feel like like you guys to think we're on your ass where i'm just mad right and so talk to them they're like haha that's funny yeah no problem we're we're good no worries get to the 13th tee Again, we're sitting there waiting. We hit the ball a little further than the guys behind us because, you know, we're 20, they're 60. Also, the only reason they said anything is because we're younger, right? If the, if we were 60, they wouldn't have said shit, right? Because th- that's how old assholes were. Well, yeah, you guys clearly don't respect the game. <laughs> exactly. So we get to the 12th tee or 13th tee, excuse me. Uh, these guys in front of us are still like in the middle of the fairway. And so the guys behind us start driving up ready. And so at that point, I'm just like, Henry, we're letting these guys go. I don't care. And so we just let them play through. We just let them hit. We're like, just go in front of us. I don't care anymore. Just go. Right. And they're like, oh, thanks, guys. And dickheads. So we let them go through whatever. The women who are behind us catch us at that point because the guys in front of us, Sam, we let them go through and they hit two balls off the tee. They like missed their first one. So they hit a second one. I'm like, you guys are complaining to us about playing slow. And then you're going to hit twice rat behavior and then the ladies behind us i was i was like saying sorry yeah we should have them go through and they're like just play ready golf it's fine and the ladies behind us are very nice but the two guys in front of us we catch them on every hole like every hole they play 
we are waiting on them now at this point. So like there was no point in them complaining because we just now it's just us waiting. So they complained for no reason. The only reason that it happened is because they didn't want to play with us. So instead of a group of four and a group of four, it was two groups of two. So of course we're going to catch up and play faster. Ultimate rats. We know the people who own the golf course. We're not going to say anything, but I Mm. saw them waiting in the pro shop when we left. So if they say anything about us, they're getting canned. We're, I'm pulling a Karen. That's how mad I was. I, I'm Good over job. It. The maybe the biggest rat of the calendar year so far. That, that I've never like. I don't know the last time I've been that angry. So you should have drilled them with a, a golf rats. Ball. I was tempted because we were waiting every time, anyways, because they they were terrible. <laughs> oh, disaster day. Uh, sorry, your turn. Rat list hit me. <laughs> uh, rat list. The DC regional. Uh, air traffic control. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. DC yes. air traffic control yesterday, if you did not know, somehow managed to set their air traffic control center on fire right as we were about to take off. <laughs> I didn't know this is what happened. <laughs> so we are backed out wow. on the taxiing out, ready to take off. Yeah. And then we have to sit there. They say it might be an hour. Oh, they don't know no. what happened. Something happened with air traffic control. Then we have to go back to the gate. This is a <laughs> multiple rat story. First rat oh, air traffic control center for somehow catching on fire. Yes, I checked. Nobody died. I can say what I want. No casualties. I Good. I was gonna say. <laughs> How big was the fire? No idea. Must have been pretty big. They had to evacuate and then they had to file back in. Okay. Oh, evacuate the plane. Uh, the the air traffic control building, <laughs> okay. which monitors multiple airports. So it was Reagan oh, Airport. No. And then Baltimore, I don't know what the WI, something international. And then the other DC airport, all of them, all flights grounded. No flights could land. Flights had to divert. They had to go to other airports because of this fire. Okay. Now, pilot comes on again. We're going back to the gate. Could be at least an hour and a half. Whatever. You guys can get off the plane, cannot get off. So this is is a semi-Southwest rat list. Okay, Mm. allowing people to get off the plane. Here's why. Two things. One, you can't trust people. Two, (laughs) when they let you get off. Yes. When the door opens on the plane, the flight crew stops getting paid. So they are not getting paid, but they are sitting on the ground with us. Some Mm -hmm. kind of rat move. Third rat list. The people that got off the plane. Rat list. Because once we finally got cleared, we had to wait for them to get back on the plane. Not everybody stayed near the gate like they were supposed to. Yep. And we were waiting for two people at one point, and mm. it had been a while. I was like, just leave them. Yeah, that's a disaster. Leave them. See you later. I was they hoping they would up. cancel the flight. <laughs> because it was like, I either wanted it to be a minor delay or cancel the flight. I don't want to waste my whole evening there. How long was the whole delay? Three hours. We took off three hours later than we were supposed to. See, a three-hour delay isn't bad if you... Like, if it's on the board and it's, like, three hours, but the fact that you were on the plane already and it was three hours. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Did you sit in the seat the whole time? You're just like, chilling? Ooh, yeah, yeah. We did have a squad, though. It was me and this other, like, young guy next to me and then this guy next to him. He was a savage because he was listening to the air traffic control stuff. Like, he was about (laughs) it. Like, he knew knew it was going down. Guy in front of us was in on it too. So Anti-rat we, we kind of had like a little other rat, fourth rat list. 
guy on the <laughs> left of me and this woman in front of him just talking, <laughs> talking the whole time. The whole flight? N- the whole time we were sitting there. Oh, okay, yeah. And the problem yeah, yeah. was I couldn't put my AirPods in. You could be like, Sam, put your headphones in. Who cares? Shut up. I yeah, can't why? because I have to figure out what's going on. I have to listen to the, the announcements. <laughs> okay. Disaster. Back yeah, to you. Not... What were they talking about for three hours? Small talk. Knows, small talk's the worst. One one tidbit I, I remember. Mm-hmm. We're an indoor house. My kid's going to play esports. We don't do sports sports. I was like, what? Hey, hey, man. I I love video games. You can like video games, but like, yeah, my kids, the only like activity he's going to do is video games. What? The phrase, the phrase, we're in indoor Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we're not sitting on the soccer field. That's, I was like, what, what is know, happening? I'm I'm an indoor guy, right? I, so I, my new golf kick has gotten me outside, which is very nice. And it was it was hot today. Rattless the sun. I was sweating. But <laughs> the you're more susceptible to the sun than most, I would say. This is true. I, I do tan though. It's not necessarily a burn, which is yeah. nice. We are an indoor house. Is an all timer, man. That is amazing. <clears throat> wow. It was we something along that house. line. I'm not sure if it was exactly that, but it was pretty close. Mm. Uh, Ratlist, CVS. Uh, I get done Mike. with my round of golf. Um, sorry, get done with my round of golf. Obviously upset. Ratlist, CVS. We go to pick up Henry's uh, medicine <laughs> because, you know, uh, yeah. get sleepy. <clears throat> but um, we get there. <laughs> CVS will be back from their lunch break at 2 p.m. It is 1.36. And I, it's just, it's the worst. Like, if I go home. you got to stagger I'm, the lunch breaks. Do you know what I'm saying? So, my bro- Henry and I, we went to Wendy's. We got that. We got my mom a coffee. Duncan came back, sat in the parking lot for five minutes. It was fine. But just, like, it's it was the awkward. Like, if it was an hour, I could have gone home, showered, gone back out. 20 minutes. And we were 10 minutes away from my house. Less than 10 minutes. It, it, it was very annoying. Especially after I was already mad at the rats on the golf course. Uh, Ratless myself, I shot a nine on a par three today. This is that before... Ratless or is that like like three blind mice list? I'm just terrible. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just bad. I, I as my dad would say, which Henry reminded me, I was I was terrifying the green. I had the green quaking in its boots, which mean I was hitting it everywhere around the green <laughs> except the green. Uh, we need to go golfing, Sam. I, I I know you are golfing relatively soon, but I'm gonna make you go with me one of these times, and we're gonna have a an I okay time. time. I'm not promising you a good time, but I'll promise you an okay time. <laughs> uh, Ratless one obligatory. My internet it was shit. Jack's internet too to. was shit today. My internet was ra- yeah. it's still ratless. We both, it's still bad. We both had a ratless day with the internet. Mm. Uh, other ratless Dame. We we talked about this already, but I'm yeah. I'm so sick of the Dame stuff. Shit or get off the pot. You either want to be there or you don't. Wait, what, what was that phrase? You never heard people say that shit or get off the pot. I the, the reason I'm laughing is because I use the phrase shitter a lot. Oh not, yeah, yeah, not like not shit or yeah, shitter is in like yeah. you suck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Rocket like, League. That is my go-to insult. Whenever I'm playing Rocket League with the boys, we're doing one v ones. It's just shitter. Get fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you bad. Uh, so I that I thought you said shitter. Get off the pot. And I was like, <laughs> interesting turn of phrase there. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Dame's got to end. I'm out when, on Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's because it feels be like Dame now just doesn't want the pressure yeah. of trying to be on a good team. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to suck either. 
Mm-hmm. He wants to be on a fun team, and if they overachieve, then he rules. Yes, I agree with you. <clears throat> I agree with you. Uh, rat list, the speed bump coming out of the golf course. Speed bumps deserve to be on the rat list regardless. Speed bumps are terrible, right? Agree? Speed bumps bad. Oh, uh, yeah. The speed bump coming out of the golf course is broken. So your tire gets stuck on the speed bump while the other tire is up on the speed bump. It's a mess. It's terrible. I hate it every time because usually speed bumps, you can go, you, you can just cruise over. It. It's whatever. If you cruise over this, your tires getting popped. It, it's very annoying. And, and that's a very niche. Just pissed me off. That I was, I was just in a bad mood today and everything was getting me angry. Um, Ratlist, uh, the road work outside of my house, they're paving the road outside my house. I, the guys were nice. I had to go out and say like, should I move my car? We have to leave in like an hour. And they're like, no, you're fine. But my dogs are afraid of anything and everything. And they will bark at anything and everything. So the fact that there's about 15 random people outside my house, I'm shocked they haven't barked during this podcast. Started out there right now, but not something that should be done when the sun's out. Gotta no, say it, it. Started at seven this morning. Well, the sun was out. It's, it's different in a residential neighborhood because you kind of can't do it in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But anytime they're on a main road, it's like, why is this happening when I'm on the road? It should be <laughs> when I'm sleeping. Yep. That's my take. One? I stand by it, won't ever back off. Uh, Ratlist, this restaurant we went to in DC. Yeah. So it was me, Kayla, my girlfriend, and her friend, her roommate, Shani. We went to a restaurant. I think, have you told us? You no. Might, is this different? No, no. Okay. Different than the back. This happened on Sunday. So we have not. <clears throat> okay. 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 So we go to this restaurant. We sit outside. It's kind of busy. They bring mm. us warm water. Yep. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Right. We order. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I looked at my phone. Warm water? <laughs> yeah, like they, they bring you a pitcher of water. You, you pour your own glasses. Intentionally warm water. Not on purpose. It just wasn't cold. But they didn't give you ice? No. Terrible. Okay, sorry. I, I That like went right over my head. That's terrible. Second thing. Breakfast place, no pancakes. Bad. <laughs> That's I right. think I've talked about this before. Any, any kind of like place you're going to get breakfast and there's not pancakes... What kind of restaurant are Hear you? Hear me out here. French toast top, pancakes middle, waffles. No, no. So far French toast bottom. No. Don't waffles are French awful. toast mid. We've talked about this before. Sorry. French toast is the best. Okay. Anyway. No pancakes. Second Bad. thing. Yeah. Then, I don't believe I had an issue with my order. What'd I get? ordered a side of, I got an omelet. It comes with like these like spinach leaves. And then it. I ordered a side of the potatoes. They did not bring my potatoes. Oh. My girlfriend asked for like something not in her food, and they put it in. Uh-huh. Of course. So she had to send it back. They bring it back out cold, sends it back again. <laughs> yep. And then by that time, she's just tuckered out. Yeah. Then I get shit on. A by bird who? shits on my shoulder. Oh, literally shit. I literally got shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you said I got shit on, I thought you were like I got yelled at. I know you literally no. got pooped on. Wow. And, and the in the tables, the tables were like yeah, tables that were like it's like a bar in a space and a bar like like it's there's gaps on the top of the table. Yeah, I I don't know how to describe it to you. Out, it's like out on eating outside. Awful. It's fine hey. sometimes. It's there's too much variance. Yeah, the table is made up of like pieces yep. of wood with a gap. 
the chairs are made the same way the chairs are uncomfortable the tables you're very high risk of spilling whatever you have yep you got to have a booth in indoor booth that that's always the play it's just the best places at a restaurant uh i asked for stevia with my coffee i didn't get it we had to get up and get our own stuff we had to get up and refill the water tough what just ratless yeah that's whack that's whack at least it's not a restaurant some restaurants now include the tip in the price like they put they lump it on there and say hey we, we included the tip for you and it's just part of the thing and <clears throat> extra ratless if you go to europe it's like that everywhere i know but i forget who this with they also leave a line to leave another tip <laughs> they, they leave an option they leave an option and i i remember i forget who i was talking to, but they were like yeah i left a really nice tip because they were great but then i ended up like it, it was like triple my bill because i didn't know they already added the tip yeah so like low-key rat list there's um, a curb where larry like they okay, give him yeah. the the check <clears throat> yes yes and it's like additional tip and he's like do people fill this out and like they won't <laughs> give him an answer so uh-huh. i think he he leaves it. i don't know what the consequence is <laughs> like either he doesn't tip the guy and he can't get out of a parking spot because it's double parked and that guy needs to move the car Yeah, or it's, he leaves his phone at the restaurant and the waiter finds it. And he has some information on the phone. Like is it managers cheating on the manager's wife or something like that, that he's not <laughs> supposed to share. And yeah, the guy course. would have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. I don't remember what you good. good, good. Uh, final rattlers for me, my dogs. I woke up at seven this morning early big for Jack. That's a lot. That is yeah. early for you. Yeah. I, I was planning on going back to sleep again till eight. Cause we were about to, we we're going to leave it at like eight 30. My dogs, when the door opens, they come in, they get in bed. They, they, they get in my bed. They're nice. It, it's there. I love them. But the way they do it is one of my dogs is on this side and the other side is on this side of my legs. And you know, when your parents tuck you in when you're a kid and they, like, yeah, you can't, can't move. move, it was like that. I had like the tiniest That's little terrible. leg space. And at that point I, I, I just couldn't get back to sleep because I couldn't, I couldn't move. And so I was yeah. like, all right, guys, I guess I'm waking up at seven 15 this morning. I will say new breakfast for me, peanut butter toast with bananas on it. That's my, that's my new go-to breakfast. Very good. Uh, anyways, that's all I got for Atlas. You got anything else? Shall, shall we wrap? I think that's it for me. Yeah. <clears> I don't, <throat> I don't think any ratless stuff else happened to me. Long ratless today. 20 minute ratless today. We, we were mad. Good for we were you, angry. Good for the listeners. Yes, uh, very angry at us, but appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you very much as we bring ooh, bright colors it's back on the screen. It's hell. It is. It's a lot. It, it's a very vibrant green. It doesn't seem vibrant when we start the show, but by the time we uh, we run it back, uh, it is there. But subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We've had some kind of insane growth over the past week, so yep. we appreciate Keep you guys very much for that. Uh, can't wait for spot. five people to watch this. <laughs> Uh, I think we're having a guest later on this week. No promises, but that is the goal to bring somebody in. Um, but we lost a sub. <laughs> did we? We did. <laughs> we're up there. We're up above 590. 591 now? 592? Yeah, 591. 591. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us five stars on the on the platforms. Leave us a comment on YouTube. That's my favorite part of it all. And uh, thank you very much. I'll let Sam take us home. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Don't un- unsubscribe. Don't do that. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you don't miss any daily uploads this summer. Leave a like, leave comments. We love the comments, like Jack said. On top of that, you can listen to us on the streaming services, Apple, Spotify. You can follow us there. Leave a five-star review. Help us out with whatever their algorithm may be. Uh, Socials, at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow Jack Simone at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance and be that's it for us. Bye.
Tic-tac-o. Come on. Tic-tac-o. 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 Tic-tac